Today's episode of Diet Starts Monday is brought to you by the campaign to reelect Barack Obama. Seriously, folks, haven't we had enough? Today's episode is also brought to you by Mason Jars. Need something to squeeze your leftovers into? Looking to make bougie but rustic drinks? Look no further. Mason Jars are the versatile yet basic solution to all your random storage needs. Mason Jars. Get you one. It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. Hey everybody, welcome back to the second episode of Diet Starts Monday, here where you will be joining us bi-weekly for good times, good talks, uh, just a couple of 20-something gals living out here on the East Coast, uh, adapting to life day by day, like evolution, exactly, I was a science major for a little bit. So same. So what is science? Yeah. So to kick things off, uh, hopefully, you know, if you are new to all this, uh, real quick introductions. Once again, I am Brandon. I'm Aj. And I'm Maya. And happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. If you're tuning in right on the day this is released, you are in luck. You might be off of your of your job. Um, That's right. Anywho. And, and it's all in for a great reason. Shout out to MLK doing the most. Yes. And shout out to Stevie Wonder for creating the only acceptable version of the happy birthday song <laughs> and performing it every year Thanks to that snaps i'm snapping to that well let's keep it rolling uh so we're gonna just kind of kick things off so what has been going on with everybody this week um i okay honestly today was a great day which great days have been rare so i'm pretty hyped about that i am wearing um i put i put on a little lip for work today um, I'm drinking my wine. I have on my little my little satin my little satin PJ pants. I'm living the bougie bitch life that I'll never actually live. You know, my lip stains ColourPop. My wine is Jam Jar. You know, I'm cheap, but no. cheap and bougie's never never been what a problem for me. Jam Jar. I've never heard of that. It's just, I mean, sponsor us, y'all. Um, but it's just this like, it's like better than Barefoot, but same price wine. Okay. I'm that's like it. my thoughts on it. My thoughts on what I've been thinking. So that's me. But yeah, I'm chilling. Everything's good. Brand, how's how's your week been? My week has been good. Um, I feel like since this new year kicked off, I've been living up to several of my truths, so to speak. <laughs> um, so my roommate took me on New Year's Day. We like got brekky, um, and then we ran some like errands and stuff. And we also, I got my first pedicure ever. Um, really? So that was, yeah, it was pleasant. I wasn't sure if how it was going to go because my feet are like a little ticklish and I was afraid I was going to like kick somebody, but I did not. So honestly, clap it up for that. Um, and I got, I got, I did some like hot topic realness. So I got black nail polish. Classic. Um, you know, I think next time I'm going to do like a real fun color, but I figured I'd start simple. Um, so that was enjoyable. I had my first of like a 12 week um, dance class thing that I'm doing with one of my friends. So that's so cool. Wow. 
Yeah, Whoa, that's wait. great. Yeah, what style? It is hip hop basics too. Yeah. My instructor was like very adamant about like letting us know that this was basics two and that we should feel bad about skipping basics one. But it was the only time that worked for us both. And I was like, <laughs> it's not that deep. Um, and it was fine. It was really fun. Um, and it didn't end up being like too over our heads. So that's good because that would have been stressful. Um, and last but not least, I have been like back on the prowl, so to speak. I re-downloaded Tinder because, you know, yes. that's just the life that I live as a, as a modern dater. Uh, and I had a little date the other day, yesterday actually, and it was not garbage. Um, the person, <laughs> so he's like an OBGYN. And I was like, okay. Wait, time out. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stop there because honestly, this probably deserves a whole show to itself and I want to keep it short and sweet. But yeah, I will keep y'all updated. Um, he's, he's very shy, which is hilarious to me because I'm just like, hey, what's up? And then they're like, Ugh. but no, he, he, I'm making it sound bad. No, it, it was really sweet. Um, so I will hopefully see him again. But we're going to leave it at wow. there. A little bit of mystery. Is he taking new patients? I'm asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to you on that. Stay tuned. Maya? Wow. As usual, um, I feel like my life has been the least interesting or exciting. I feel like it's been forever since we've been in the studio doing the recording things. But since then, I what went back to work. It's like busy time in work right now. So... <laughs> If just like 5 a.m. mornings, 11 p.m. nights, which is stressful, but fun. And I'm in the process of getting a new car, which is really exciting because anyone who knows me knows that my car struggle has been real. Ooh. I love Francis. He's Can't been confirm. loyal, but <laughs> yeah, he sometimes just likes to die. Yeah, he's and on his way out. Move and he is on his way out. He's an old man, but I love him. But we've had new some car good like, coming times in, in, in Francis. It's been real. No, Francis. He, Francis has been loyal, but one can only hold out for so long. I feel like I abuse him. I drive way too much. So. Oh my True. gosh, car drama. My battery died last week too. So I feel you there. I was like taking public transportation. Which shout out to all the people who do that all the time. But I miss the bus uh, almost every day that I tried to take it and Ubered <laughs> to work. So, yep. <laughs> Good job, sis. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Proud of you. Honestly, learning that bus schedule. Or trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fine. It wasn't that bad. I think now that I've spent a whole week missing the bus, if I had to do it again, I'd be much better prepared. True. I feel that. But uh, other than that, I mean... There's been a lot of shit happening lately. Um, yeah, I would say even in the two weeks since, uh, you know, we last chatted together, uh, so there's just yeah, lots of things going on here. I know, Maya, there's something weighing really heavy on your heart. So would yeah. you like to just come and testify? Preach us. Yes. Honestly, it's been a difficult two and a half days for me because of this. It's really been haunting my dreams and my nightmares. And I just have a lot to say. So. This is like going to start off with a lot of back context, but bear with me, folks. So the Golden Globes were about a week ago, and we talked about this in the first episode, but basically over the course of the last year, we've realized there's a lot of fuck shit men in the world, specifically in the world of entertainment, politics, X, Y, and Z, who are hella... There's just a lot of terrible men who have been harassing and assaulting women and other men and using their power for evil. And so... Maybe like mid last week, um, 
if you live on Twitter like I do, you saw that this whole Time's Up movement got announced. And it's basically like a collaboration between 300 different actresses, directors, producers, women in entertainment who are basically coming together and saying, you know what, dudes, your time's up. And women. Women can harass as well. But basically, you know what, harassers, your time's up. Like, we're coming for you. Tick, tick, bitches. mm, Time's up. So they had this whole idea to basically everyone was going to wear black to the Golden Globes. And like, that's a good start. I mean, I'm not here to share my opinions on that. I feel like you do what you can do. And if that was their way of showing solidarity, that's really awesome. So they're at the Golden Globes and all the people or specifically all the women who are part of founding Time's Up took this group photo together. And one of those women is Tessa Thompson a woman after my own heart. I love her so much. I think she's so talented and so dope. I think everyone agrees with you, sis. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, one of the other women in that photo was Lena Dunham. The <sighs> My problematic fave, except not really even fave anymore. She's just like an abscess that we need to get removed, but don't it's have time to go to the vocabulary. Come on. Yes, I... Lena Dunham is actually the worst. So basically, Lena Dunham, Lena Dunham is in this picture with all these women in the Golden Globes. And Tessa Thompson puts the picture on Instagram and someone comments is like, really shocked to see Lena in this photo, considering her history with this whole issue of sexual harassment. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and all of that, because as you guys probably know, one of the writers from Girls, a guy named uh, Murray, Murray something, something Murray, doesn't matter. He's the worst. Murray Miller was accused of sexually assaulting an actress named Aurora Perrineau, who I just found out is the daughter of Harold Perrineau. Anyone who's ever watched uh, The Best Man or The Best Man Holiday, Merch, the guy who had dreads in the first one and then uh, cut them all off and married Candy, played by Regina King, uh-huh. Regina Hall. Sorry, wrong Regina. Yeah, his daughter. So she accused this guy of sexual assault when she was 17. She's like in her early 20s now. And Lena Dunham was just like, that woman is a liar and Murray is a good guy and he's my friend and she's wrong. And it's so wrong for her to just falsely accuse someone like that and like went after this girl. So everyone was like, why is she in this photo with this whole Time's Up situation? And so Tessa Thompson responded, and said, quote, Lena was not anywhere present in our group during the countless hours of work for the last two months. We hosted an open house for actresses for red carpet messages, and Lena's presence was a surprise to all of us. This is a time of reckoning, and for many, a re-education. So many women also have work to do. I'm afraid it's too nuanced a conversation to have on this platform, but I hear you and know what your thoughts and words are, not, and know that your thoughts and words are not lost on me. It's been discussed. So basically, she was like, Lena was not here when we were doing the work. Don't know why she's in this photo, but I'm not here to have this conversation on social media. Which I think is classy. Like, yes, the classiest of responses. She's like, this is not to be had in Instagram comments, but it's being talked about this isn't the shade room so then people, <laughs> no shade to the shade room a black owned business we no, love it no not at all but just <laughs> saying like that's where you have insta convo like conversations about exactly. like feminism and intersectional feminism and lena dunham being like super problematic for a variety of reasons like instagram just may or may not, not the place. be the place yeah <laughs> Exactly. So that comment got like circulated all over the place. And they were like, Tessa Thompson is attacking Lena Dunham on Instagram. And she is just so mean and so scary. And Lena is just trying to be a part of the movement. So then Tessa posted on Twitter 
Again, quote, a response I made to comments on an Instagram post became fodder for a piece that I believe was designed to create conflict where there isn't any. It's perhaps more complex than that. But I in no way want to diminish Lena Dunham and her work, her voice and her importance. We have spoken and she knows my heart. I feel a responsibility to women and have sometimes felt ignored that have sometimes felt ignored, excuse me, dismissed and underrepresented. They are my beacons. I regret my words were misinterpreted to distract the most important thing. The Time's Up campaign is for everyone in all capacities, contributions, big and small. It doesn't belong to anyone. It's for all of us. The beauty of this huge collaboration has been a group of countless committed people who have come together for a shared purpose to create change. So basically she was like, no shade, no tea, but I said what I said. And so then everyone was like, ah, oh, Tessa Thompson issues beautiful apology to Lena Dunham. And it's just so great. She should have apologized and she did. And it's just so, so amazing. And mm-hmm. Tessa, being the woman that I love, came back and said, this was not meant as an apology, more as an attempt to recenter the conversation. Yes, she's like, I said what I said, and I did not say sorry. You can go ahead and reread my words. The term sorry was not there because I'm not apologizing for anything. This is the truth. Many women, particularly women of color, don't feel safe and seen. To those women like Aurora, I see you, I am with you. This must be clear. So this has been on my spirit for many reasons. The first one being that asking a woman of color To apologize to a white woman for saying nothing but the truth is pure and utter garbage. Second, Lena Dunham is the worst thing to ever happen to America. And I know that's dramatic, but she's just literally so terrible. So you want Tessa Thompson, who has done nothing but stand up and speak her peace and speak her truth and do nothing wrong to apologize to the same woman who went on a radio show and said that she's really sad and really wishes that she could have an abortion these are like Wade little words that Wade. came out of lena dunham's mouth she's like i'm i wish i could have had an abortion i've have never had the abortion and i really wish i could have one the same oh, woman gosh. who said that odell beckham jr ignored her at the met gala because she's not the shape of a woman by his standards and she was wearing a tuxedo and he doesn't look i don't look like someone he would want to sleep with you don't know odell beckham jr maybe he ignored you because he doesn't fucking know you and doesn't want to talk to you maybe he ignores you because he knows you're fucking garbage the only reason i like have any sort of like sympathy for lena dunham and not even really sympathy because i'm 100 with like tessa thompson on this one is just that like and again i won't even say that lena dunham is my problematic fave i'll say girls is my problematic fave because it's written by someone who is so 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 very problematic but like she is a brilliant writer that's like, the thing, though. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed the first season of Girls. I thought it was mm-hmm. really, really, really well done. But then mm-hmm. the second season happened, and the third season, and the fourth season. And, and there were still no black people in Brooklyn. There were, well, I think, <laughs> I, there were like a total, I saw some BuzzFeed article, and there's maybe like 10 total maybe 10 to 15 people of color slash black people in that show. The first one that showed up was like Donald Glover and he played her Republican hookup who broke up with her in two episodes. Yeah. And then Jessica Williams was in it for a couple of episodes. And then like the eventual baby that she has is biracial. And I can't watch girls anymore. So it was good for me when it was good. But like Lena Dunham is just... One of those people who speaks and never thinks and just like, like, I think she enjoys being problematic because it keeps her purposeful and meaningful in the world or yeah. else she just sort of flutter away and be nothing. But she's just, yeah, I feel that. 
lives at the intersection of whiteness and womanness where like she's so privileged that she doesn't even realize at this point but is like so quick to be like i'm weird and eccentric and people hate me for it like no one's thinking about you you just keep showing up and taking your clothes off and getting in everyone's face so shut up and go away Ooh. So of I hate Lena Dunham and I love <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Everybody, go watch Thor Ragnarok. It was great. Go watch everything uh, Tessa's ever been in and uplift our women of color. Yes, watch Creed always. It's still on Hulu. <laughs> what about you, Bran? Anything? Any anything weighing on your heart? I have one small piece on my heart. On mine hertz for my German listeners out there. I'm ready. Um, so I know this was like earlier in the week, maybe just a couple days ago, but there was a photo from an advertisement for H&M's clothing um, that featured a child, a young black boy in a hoodie. Um, and I believe it said something literally like coolest monkey in the jungle is I'm pretty sure quote for quote, like what it said. And it, it blew up for obvious reasons uh, of just like being entirely fucked up, uh, given kind of the context there uh, and the racism going on in advertising and all that in general. Um, people like The Weeknd who had deals with H&M and I believe g Easy, if I'm not mistaken, another celebrity that was endorsed by them also made statements about it, uh, kind of broke their connections to H&M right then and there. Um, it was just kind of an interesting thing to kind of watch unfold and seeing like a, a huge company like that, you know, of course they issued a formal apology, which is like great and all. It's definitely important to own up to those like huge mistakes that they made, but it's just interesting to reflect on that. I did an internship with H&M a couple years ago. Um, and at the time there was this like final project that we had to present to, um, some of the corporate team in New York, me and uh, my partner in the internship. Um, shout out to her if you're out there. Yeah, we, we did our whole presentation on the importance essentially of like diversity and inclusivity in advertising and in making decisions and stuff like that in uh, such a major clothing brand and fashion brand. Um, so it's just interesting. At the time, I remember everyone else's projects were kind of around like things that felt a lot more like numbers based and metrics based and things like that. And so I remember thinking like, Oh snap, did we like do something kind of dumb or something like that didn't hold up against next, some of these other kind of project projects and presentations. And it's just, I guess kind of interesting to like reflect back on that, that, you know, we literally pitched this like little campaign about like, Hey, we like went through and literally like counted like, um, the representation and kind of diversity just kind of in talking in terms of like race and things like that, which is just one small, you know, section of identity, but nonetheless important in that representation. Um, and finding that like there's, there's definitely like, you know, a skew towards like white models and things like that in general, but just seeing that, you know, then come back out and manifest itself in this way. Um, it just, it blows my mind. And again, that's like, obviously like our one like little presentation. It's just funny. Cause that was like literally the focus of like our, of our topic. Like it's important to bring these people into the conversation and to have people around to like see these things. Cause you can only imagine like how many people had to see this and uh, give it the thumbs up before it made it all the way out and like have that not caught by anyone as like that might come off. There was as like all that conversation around the fact that it was a UK ad and how like the UK doesn't have the same racial 
history as the U.S., which is like bullshit because uh, y'all started slavery, more or less. Like this was your fault. Um, and either way, like if you've ever opened a textbook or looked on in the internet, you would see like that that is just wrong and offensive. Whether it was offensive to you or not, it's still offensive. Yeah. So it was just it was just interesting to like see that really blow up and be like, how could you get this so blatantly wrong? Um, but, you know, nothing can really be all that shocking these days. So that's that's that on that. Moving on. I feel like I'm like caught up on the existence of y'all and just the state of the universe. Um, Oz, do you want to take us into Sorry. our next little segment? Um- I'm no, I just because I just thought about it. We didn't talk about it, but there is a scandal how to get away with murder crossover episode coming to a a television screen near you. And I just want to say that my spirit is ready. Shonda, we're here for it. And I will. I'm ready. (laughs) I will leave our segment at that. Just tell me what day and I will be at the TV. Okay, sorry. I'm done interrupting for the night. Carry on, Oz. We're ready for you. That was a it was a valuable interruption. I'm we would be remiss to not talk about, you know, like the how to get away with scandal crossover, which I don't know if I read that somewhere, if I'm just naming it, but anywho, um, we'll get on to like our little, our little main topic segment where we, you know, I guess just talk about whatever is on our mind slash like the larger life issues. Um, but, um, I'll just go ahead and pick our topic and we'll see what we come up with. Yeah, for context, y'all, what we're going to be doing is we've actually come up with a couple different things that have been weighing on our spirits, uh, and I'm just going to randomly select one of those topics and out of we'll a jar, see where that a takes us. Jar. Literally, it's it's a it's a reused jar from something. I don't know. I try to be like sustainable and shit, and it's you know, I guess it's kind of working. But um, all right. So our topic. Uh, is going to be um, so you're broke what are you going to do about it triggered (laughs) Um, no seriously Um, yeah so I feel like given our like new year new me type of shit and like our goals and all that other stuff like a lot of a lot of uh, people's goals like deal with like financials and stuff like that and like in case y'all weren't aware in your 20s you're like kind of broke right so like there's a little bit of student loans there's a little bit of rent there's a little bit of cell phone bill your parents are coming out of nowhere like you need to pay your own car insurance and little did you know that shit was twelve hundred dollars like every four months so now you're broke and what what are you gonna do about it do do about it sorry uh but basically the question is like why does it never seem like there's there's enough so um first off i guess i'll ask y'all do you feel like high school slash college slash life slash your parents slash whoever your friends like did anything ever in life prepare you to become financially responsible um i can jump the gun on this one if that's cool to go ahead and say uh no go for it go for it (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I just think, well, for one, there was no type of financial literacy happening in high school whatsoever. And not really in college. Like, I think my business major friends talked about it a lot. But for me, it was like, no, 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 like, I didn't learn how to like, really like (laughs) fill out a check until maybe two, 
three years ago, like how to properly fill out a check or like, I like don't fully understand how my credit card works. I just know that I spend my money and then I try to pay it and then they keep increasing my credit limit. And that just seems like a trap. And Mm -hmm. it's a trap that I Mm -hmm. constantly fall into. And I think I am very lucky. Like I grew up very middle classy. And so I never like had to worry about money as a child. It was just sort of always there. And that like I mean people's financial situations change as life progresses and as you get older I think your parents are a little more comfortable with making you more aware of what your actual financial situation is and then you're like oh like I guess I should be helping right like they took care of me for all those years like I should be contributing at this point yeah but I think I was not as prepared as I wish I could have been but I think like reflecting back on it like how do you prepare a 17 year old like you don't say like here go open a Roth IRA like I don't even fully know what that is now but I think I have one the funny thing is the funny thing is Matt like I have friends who like and for context like my parents and I wouldn't even say just like my my, both my parents but one parent more than the other knows how to burn some money and like we never had any money to burn, but like, even with the little, like, you know, every once in a while you get a little income tax, you get a little, you know, whatever, like a little money comes from somewhere or other and it was gone immediately. So like financial responsibility is nothing I know anything about. I'll say through my parents, I've learned for myself. Um, but like so many people I know already had a savings account set up by the time they were like 12. Um, they had a Roth IRA, which I, I like, let me be completely clear here. I have no idea what that is. 401k, whatever that other thing is that could be a 401k. I have a 401k and I still don't know what it is. What is it? What is it? Yeah, I know it's, it's just all the money that they take, to my understanding. It's like money that they take off of your paycheck and put towards retirement so you can't touch it until you're of retirement age, which I think now is like at 65 or 66, because basically by the time we reach that money. age, there's oh not going to be any social security so left for us because of the baby boomers. And so we'll like that's dead. all the money we'll have mm-hmm. to rely on. And you'll never have enough. I feel like you can never put enough into it because you're not making enough to like survive and also save depending on what you do i know i don't make enough but like i work corporate and i don't make enough so here we are but uh but yeah no i i was nowhere near i was nowhere near prepared but i know some people who were and but they're they're very very few and far between i just i was gonna say like who yeah yeah no (laughs) because that's confusing to me i think for like my like two cents lol money (laughs) jokes um (laughs) anyway i think the interesting thing is that i do i know and i recognize that i definitely grew up like in a privileged household where i didn't really have to think about like was i gonna get the things i needed or the things that like i wanted and things and like kind of just that general vibe but that does, I guess you would think that maybe then that meant like my fam was real hip to like saving or like new stuff about finances and whatnot. But I, I think it was just something that like, since I was never pressed about it, I just never learned about no, it. Does that make sense? For some reason I'm like, I think I'm also naturally like, I don't know. I just really cheap, deep in, deep in my heart and soul. Um, I remember the first time I ever had money was, uh, when I was 12 years old, we went on like 
the the first and last cruise that I've ever taken, but it was this like one big family vacation that my family like decided to do like the only time in my whole life. So we went on a cruise, there was bingo and I Whoa. won $600. Um, I wasn't even 18. Hi roller. So one, yeah, I won $600 when I was 12 and one of my friend's parents who was like on the cruise had to come and like claim the money for me because I was too young. So then for the rest of middle school, like I was literally like afraid to spend it because I was like, well, if I spend the money, then I won't have the money. money. (laughs) So it was like a weird thing, but that's, it's just, I just remember thinking that. And that was like my mindset. So I, I had like, I didn't spend all that money probably until like maybe I like graduated high school. Like I still had some of it wow, just because I like, that was afraid to spend it. I like uh, live the complete opposite life where I'm like, Oh, I have this money. I have to spend it or else it's going to be like looming over me. I think of the three of us and probably out of our whole friend group, I'm like the least financially responsible. I think Brandon, you might be the most, um, just because you're like, I'm just thinking oh, like, wow. <laughs> in times of like, we need to make a big purchase. Brandon's like, I got it, just pay me back. And I'm like, I could sometimes be the I got it friend. After I got my credit card, I became the I got it friend. But before then, I'm like, I got shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like never liquid, but I think, and something that I'm super grateful for is that like, my mom is like the money person in this household and in this family, so. She's like queen of like save your money. So I have birthday money from like birth until 13 that is in some bank somewhere that I have never seen. No, literally, my mom was like, she collected all our birthday money for like those first 13 years and just put it right into the bank. And she's like, I'll give it to you when you're 18. And then 18 became 21. And then 21 became like 25. And 25 was probably going to become like 36 (laughs) or like whenever. But she's like, why do you want this money? If I give it to you, you're going to spend it. Let me save it for you and then give it to you when you need it. And so like, she's all about saving. So I'm like in this like savings group, like community savings thing that like my community does where I like put money in all the time. And I'm like trying to be a better saver. That's one of my things, but I don't know. It's like one of those things. I think you don't have to like learn to do it until you have to learn to do it. And hopefully that's not when it's too late and you're in crippling debt. Yeah. Hmm. Which crippling debt comes, it, it comes at you fast, you know, but on the other end, I guess the other question, like, does mo money, mo problems? Like, is that real for you? Like, do you, do you think there's a point where it's like, how much, how much is too much? And like, how much is enough? Like, is there a happy medium or do you just kind of like keep climbing until you can't stop anymore? Like, what are your thoughts on like the, the other end of things? So like, the, the maximum wage, I guess you could say. Hmm. I think if it's cool, if I start y'all, um, it's funny to imagine that right now because I just like, can't. all I see is my bank texting me doing. Yeah. My, my thoughts around that are, I, I would say probably across the board for the three of us that like we, in our current like job. So, you know, shout out to the peace and the peace and blessings there. Cause we're, you know, lucky to have jobs and income at all. But, yeah. I know. I feel right now that I'm like comfortable based on, you know, the bills and expenses that I have from month to month, but I don't think that I'm at a point where I would consider like, wow, like this is more than I know what to do with or something like that. That would be wild. Yeah. Um, like I still, am, I do a lot of budgeting. I, 
like I don't buy lunch ever because I think about like how much money I'm saving by doing that. And sometimes I like don't go out because I'm like, uh, I probably shouldn't and stuff like that. So the idea of like mo money, mo problems, it doesn't even seem like I think they're definitely, it doesn't seem like really within reach right now. Um, I think that there's definitely like something that's crazy to me is imagining like people that get by oh on like God. minimum wage because I do especially here. like, Cause I don't even think I make like that much money, but like, I'm still like, okay, I can pay my bills. I can do a couple extra things now and then. And I like save a little bit here and there. So I can't imagine trying to like live my entire truth with significantly less than that. And it like, it's, it's sad to think that there are people who are not only responsible for themselves, like people with kids or people with families or other things going on that have to do a lot more with a lot less. I think maybe where I see like mo money, mo problems is like when you aren't, what's the word? When you have all of that and you aren't using it for, I guess the right reasons. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just things that I think are beyond my understanding, but it just blows my mind to think like, how would I act if I had, you know, a million dollars, which I guess probably sounds like it nothing really to really rich people, money. but like not to sound pretentious. Cause I don't have a million dollars, but like, I feel like a million dollars could really go like that. But I feel like what you're talking about sort of speaks to this whole idea of like FOMO culture and like this idea of like wanting to like buy these experiences because everyone else is doing it. Like for like, I think for like, like over the last three or four years, it's like been like really big to like go to Greece and like go to here and go to here and go to here. And like that shit, adds up and like people want to do it because they want to say sometimes they want to say what they did it and like some people want to go and have that experience and like you don't want to be the person who didn't go and I love being the person who doesn't go like I love saying no to like offers to like go out at night and stuff I'm like no thanks like do you see the temperature outside it's freezing I can't go anywhere and that's how I save money in the winter I was just about to ask I was just about to ask you about that like the the FOMO culture way to way to segue Maya um, but the, the FOMO culture that like, kind of, I guess in, in some ways, like social media has like brought, brought about and like in other ways, like just, I think for Brandon and I, it's like being just generally extroverted as hell. Like every time you see someone else doing something, you're like, Oh, I should have been there. Like, why wasn't I there? Why wasn't I doing things like, and you could have been doing something else that might've been more fun, but seeing that someone else was doing something and you weren't there seems like the end of the world. Like, I feel like a lot of my money ends up being blown on like brunches where I just, I just mm, wanted to be there. <laughs> it's like, Oh, good company, good people. Everything will be great. I'm going to wear my new fancy hat, like all that good shit. And like, now all of a sudden I've spent $75 literally within two hours. And like my budget for the week is blown because I was supposed to spend $75 on groceries, but I mean, bottomless. Right. So, you know, retweeted bottomless. <laughs> I think as far as the FOMO thing goes, that used to be a lot larger of an issue for me, but in recent times I have been better at kind of like acknowledging Hey, I should do things for the right reasons because I genuinely like want to spend time with those people. And because I want to do this thing for the experience and not just for like the, to talk about it later or the picks. Um, prime example, like I was with um, a friend the other day 
And what I actually kind of, I'll do this thing where I'll put my, my phone on little moon mode. So like the do not disturb when I go to like lunch or brunch or whatever it might be. Or if I go, you know, out to wherever, just cause I feel like if I've already committed to spending this time with you and doing whatever we're doing, I don't want to be distracted by other things. I wouldn't want to see you like looking at your phone the whole time or like snapping the whole thing. I get it. Like I'm down to take a, a boomerang here and there, post it to the story, but there's like definitely a line there. Oh, no, so I 100% agree. If, if, if I'm putting down my coins to hang out with you, like you better put that phone away. We can take one cute picture. And if you want to put like a couple funny things on the snap or on your gram, like that's cool. But like, not the whole time. This isn't this like isn't a documentary. Let's just hang out. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. And like, of the three of us, I think I might be the most homebody. So it's funny that I probably you have like the so? most. Maybe I don't have the most FOMO. I mean, my you for someone who likes their alone times as much as I know you do, you are always. I have a out. lot of obligations, like, and it, most of the time it's like yeah. family. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's a lot of like family stuff. It's a lot of like family friend stuff which ends up kind of inadvertently being family stuff but like I think of the three of us like I'm physically in my bed the most also grad school has like you know put a damper on my free time but you know I I I completely agree like Brandon like just you know kind of I guess to wrap everything up like even though like I guess social media has kind of created like that, like FOMO culture where like, even sometimes you like feel like you quote unquote, like have a fear of missing out. Like in other ways, like it kind of makes you think about who you're spending your time with and like, you know, who you're really investing yourself in because, you know, you don't want to waste $75 on brunch every, every month. So every month, every, every weekend. But also like that being said, I think a lot of it is like, I like at the same time don't have a problem sometimes spending money on that kind of stuff because at this juncture of my life, I'm not having to pay for a significant other or a child or anything like that major. So like if I'm going to be spending my money, I want to spend it on things. So like I don't mind paying for a vacation or like I impulse bought concert tickets today because I saw the concert was posted yesterday. Yeah. So like like, those kinds of things where I'm like, you know what? Like. I guess I'm still a youth. Like I can spend my money a little recklessly now and then as long as I'm have like a little nest egg situation happening, which I try to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I think one last little thing to dab onto that, just around kind of what Maya was saying. I think with both extreme to the spectrum, like, you know, doing too much, like going to brunch every weekend or never versus never buying my lunch because I'm that pressed about like, you know, saving. I think it all just comes down to like classic and cliche, but like moderation, like you definitely deserve, we shouldn't like not treat ourselves from time to time. Um, and like to Maya's point, like if there's something you really want to do, maybe then that's just when you take into account that balance, like, okay, well, because I'm looking forward to doing this, for example, like a vacation or something like that, or because I know that Aja's going to be in town and me and her guaranteed to go out. Like, how about this week? I don't, um, you know, buy lunch because I know I'm already going to be doing this. Just like a little bit of planning and balance there. Cause then I won't feel guilty or stupid about doing all those things that I genuinely want to do later on. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, in summary, uh, basically, don't eat brunch every weekend. Um, <laughs> spring for bottomless. Even though it's fun. <laughs> spring for bottomless, but with the right people. Um, pay off your student loans. Learn how to save. Figure out what a Roth IRA is. And realistically, don't have more than one credit card. we have no idea what we're talking about. That too. Yeah. Don't don't have more than one credit card. But like if you need more than one credit card, I mean, who am I really like who who are me to tell you what to do with your fiscal response? Who are me? <laughs> but uh, on that note, um, speaking of money, we got some bills to pay. So let's go ahead to commercial. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was brought to you by that awkward moment on Tinder when you swipe and match with somebody that you actually know in real life. Kind of because you just wanted to see what they would do. But then you're also sort of wondering deep down, like, what does this mean? And we are back. And we're going to hop on over to our next little segment, um, which is that ass. And if it's your if it's your first time listening, I suggest that you pause now and go back to the first episode. Listen to that in its entirety and you will understand what that ass is. But if you're back and you need a little refresher, that ass is when we take some time to appreciate the male form. And that could be the physical form, the emotional form, the spiritual form, but mainly just the physical form. And I had the distinct pleasure of picking the ass for this week and it was honestly a really easy choice for me there wasn't much debate there wasn't much digging within my soul that i had to do um, because i am giving my ass of the week and that always it sounds like offensive calling someone the ass of the week but it's like an appreciative kind of ass of the week (laughs) and that is going to uh sterling k brown yep who many of you (sighs) may know as Mr. Randall Pearson on the hit NBC show, This Is Us. He just became the first Black man to win the Best Actor in a Drama Award at the Golden Globes. Talking about the Golden Globes again. Which I think, I mean, it's 2018. The Golden Globes have been on for 75 years, but we are still in a time where we're giving Black people the first of many awards or becoming the first to receive. And that's... Mm, mind-boggling a little bit but also not at the same time but i think it was such a well-deserved award and i don't know if you guys follow sterling on instagram or if you watch this is us but i do his instagram is literally just littered with like really good selfies and then like him appreciating his wife and children like constantly he seems like an amazing father a really really good husband irl and then randall the character is just so he's just so great i love randall i actually just love beth i love the beth randall combination shout out to susan once again she got to play adult blue ivy and she gets to be married to sterling in this show and i think they're like the strongest couple in the whole series and so sterling this goes out to your ass um (laughs) congrats on the win Congrats on being great. Congrats on another season or two, I think, of This Is Us, which has already been guaranteed. I'm sure he's going to be in a lot more stuff this year because he's he's just really good at what he does. And I appreciate him. Congrats on another award, Sterling. We're proud of you. Honestly. Yeah, this is probably bigger than your Golden Globe. We know. It's cool. Uh, he's amazing. Also, shout out to his smile because that deserves an award all on its, it its own. It does. He's very, he's just very handsome. And like, 
I love that about him, but I love all the other aspects too. And I think put together, he just aspects. A nice... <laughs> yeah. He's the, what I like to call the full package, fully loaded. Dope. Thanks, sis. I'm okay with that. I'm 100% I'm endorse that nomination slash win. All in one. I'm with it. Uncontested. Of course not. Well, keeping it rolling. Are you good, Maya? Are you? Do you feel satisfied? I feel good. I mean, I love when it's easy like that. Like, because usually men are just so trash that like awarding mm. them is a struggle. But this, this was easy. This was fun. I like this that. This was good for me. Uh, yes. All right. Well, keeping it rolling, we've got one last little segment for you before we wrap up today's episode. Um, And that is going to be the bop of the week. Uh, If you tuned in last time, you may be familiar. Basically, every week we are just going to let you know what is one song that we just can't get enough of. Um, What are we jamming to? What is lifting us? So this is funny because we were talking about both of these songs that I was actually going to pull both of you because I was torn between these two for uh, the bop of the week based not only on the song, but on the music videos that came with both of them. I am torn between finesse, the remix, Bruno Mars and Cardi B and family feud, Jay-Z and Beyonce. I, I know I'm the worst. So what I'm going to do, because Aj, I need you to be able to really like give a full opinion is we are going to step away for a second and you need to watch the family food video right now <laughs> and then we will come back and discuss ready break a few moments later so Aj, now that you've officially seen the video and we're all caught up uh so once again we are between the finesse remix and family feud oh gosh Fun. okay so it's hard like you said it's hard to compare the two because it's definitely apples and oranges one is like very like the idea of like a country being founded by women totally like completely revolutionary also the amount of diversity that was at that table great but then like finesse is my jam and like it was just it's such a fun video honestly i want to hear your pick and then if i have strong feelings they'll probably come up then Maya, what's your take? Um, I think when I think of the word bop, I think of just like me like bopping along and like moving. And I think finesse really draws that out for me more. I don't I didn't I don't think the song itself, Family Feud, is like very boppy. I think the video and I'm not a Jay-Z stan, so like maybe I'm wrong, but I think the video makes the song. The song is fine, but I think the video like pushes it over the edge. And I think finesse the two play into each other. So like you hear the song and you envision something and then you see the video and it sort of brings your vision to life for finesse. And with Family Feud, it's like an amazing piece of art. But the song itself, like I would have watched the Family Feud film and not needed the song. Hmm. I feel that. I see. I enjoy. I got you. No, I definitely see where you're coming from, because also like the video for Family Feud is literally like more than like 75 percent of it is not the actual song. But like you said, the actual like film and the artistic direction of Ava DuVernay, which is like, yes, I will say this as a like music nerd, family feud is just like a really cool song. Of course there's like Beyonce's like, <laughs> she just served us there. Like, Hey man. And all that stuff at the end, which is really cute. But then at the end, there's like this, this like really beautiful, like kind of harmony situation going on that I'm like a turd about musically. But I will admit that finesse is definitely like when it comes down to definition of bop, it is in fact 
the bop. So I think I can, I can reconcile my, like my obsession with the family feud video message and like cool Beyonce bits being that I'm not like a huge Jay-Z stand myself either. I am comfortable and and willing and also love the finesse video and the actual bopness that is. So I, I'm cool with that. Let's let's keep it with finesse. Yeah. Remix. I'm satisfied with that. All right. And with that here. Yeah, I think we all cool with that. With that, let's uh, give you all a little taste of the finesse remix in case you haven't heard it yet. My big fat ass got all them boys cooked. Hook. I'm from dollar bills, now be popping rubber bands. Do no saying to me while I do my money dance. Like, hey. flexing on the ground, like, hey. hit the little John. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. Oh yeah, we dripping up and getting paid. Ooh, don't we look good together? All right, and that was our Bob for the week. Um, I think it's about time for us to wrap up the show. Uh, as a reminder, follow us on all the things. First of all, check out our new website, dsmpod.com. That's dsmpod.com. Um, follow us on the Twitters at the same thing, dsmpod. On Facebook, Diet Starts Monday Podcast. SoundCloud, Diet Starts Monday Podcast. And um, email us if you have any strong feelings, some thoughts, some asses, some bops, some Send us an email. We really, really want email because it's just so intimate. I agree. If he, if you send us, if you send us a, uh, a well crafted email, I mean, you could get it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that joke will never die. <laughs> but uh, again, our emails diet starts Monday podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all in two weeks. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by Maya Dawit with production support from the entire DSM squad, including Brandon Shatt and Ajane Truss. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Shatt and approved by Queen Bee. You can follow us on Twitter at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Shoot us an email at dietstartsmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode, uh, no, we're not. <laughs>